joining us today on Moving Radio is the director, writer, and producer of the brand new documentary, Black Barbie. Legeria Davis is our guest here, and we're talking about this documentary because it's screening as part of Northwest Fest on Saturday, May 6th at 2.15 p.m. at the Metro Cinema. Legeria, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you so much, Christian, for having me. Super excited to be here. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just... uh, I was I was intrigued by this film in the first place, just from the summary itself. And then the film itself, uh, I felt like gave me so much more. So I thought it was really incredible. I did not know until I started looking this up that, that really this is a film that's 12 years in the making. That's like a personal exploration, but tells this kind of richly archival, thought provoking story that voices the insights and experiences of, of your aunt, Bula May Mitchell, who spent 45 years working at Mattel. But what you've done is more than just the historical aspects of what she was doing with that company and with that brand. You know, you got a film that transcends on several different levels. It's social examination of this iconic doll, as well as a vehicle that kind of examines all the social aspects of it. So let's give the audience a taste of what they might be seeing if they decide to go out, I hope, on Saturday, May 6th, or if they check out this film later on with Black Barbie. Yes, I do hope everyone goes out May 6th to check out our film, you know, coming into it, as you know, watching it. And I'll try not to give too many spoilers away. But, you know, I wasn't a doll person, you know, um, before this, you know, like series of conversations with my aunt, Bela Mae Mitchell. And just, you know, I feel like it's a a project about representation, self-determination, and just kind of like intergenerational conversations on progress through the prisms of, you know, dolls through Black Barbie. And her journey itself is also one of just, you know, determination. And for, I always say that Black Barbie, the doll itself is validation of my aunt Beulah and her designer, Kitty Black Perkins, like being heard and seen and valued in a company where it didn't seem to always be the case, you know, where it's just kind of hard. You mentioned 12 years in the making. And so I see this documentary as the same way that I feel like my aunt and Black Barbie, what that means to them what Black Barbie means to them. This is what the documentary, I think, means for me and our producer, Aaliyah Williams, and, you know, like our EPs. A lot of the um, the people, I think, that came to the project had similar stories. Can you talk just a little bit, too, about how that evolves to a certain extent? Because I'm sure at first, maybe you were thinking, oh, well, the story about my aunt and the history that she has with the company and, you know, some of the social aspects of that will make, to be honest with you, that could be the movie. Um, But you included so much more. So talk just a little bit about that journey of how maybe the story for you, um, the film itself evolved as you kind of went along that road of developing it more and more. You know, as I did more research, there was just so much that I didn't know. I don't know how much of the history you knew going into it. Um, I didn't know that Black Barbie existed. And, you know, I I examine all of that in the documentary. And just thinking in terms of um, over the course of the many iterations of Black Barbie, because we talk about 
the original Black Barbie. We talk about the 30th anniversary Black Barbie. We talk about the 40th anniversary Black Barbie because they, you know, they end up celebrating her, which is amazing. Um, it's not as big as a public, you know, publication as um, what Barbie herself would get. But our film is able to speak to those iterations of Black Barbies and the other dolls that came um, after her, the um, series of dolls, um, the line of dolls that we have Kitty talking about, Shawnee. I think we see through the evolution, um, evolution of Black portrayals of the dolls and how different gazes shape it how the different gazes of, say, the Kitty Black per Perkins and the Stacey McBride Irby's, the intention that they put into the dolls that they, you know, designed. Um, so I thought that was really, really interesting and in pointing out sometimes, you know, it's really important. And just this documentary in and, in and of itself, um, I don't know that we've ever examined Barbie through this lens, the lens of Black women basically, the gaze of Black women. And so it's amazing. We're speaking today on Moving Radio with director, writer, and producer, Legeria Davis. The film that we're talking about is the documentary Black Barbie. You can see it as part of Northwest Fest on Saturday, May 6th at 2.15 p.m. at Metro Cinema. You can get tickets at the door there, or you can also buy them off the Metro Cinema or the uh, Northwest Fest website uh, before the screening even happens. So you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier in, in this conversation where you kind of said, I, I was not a doll person at all. Yeah, and you mentioned that in the film all. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like like having some distance from being kind of an expert or fixated? Because clearly we know there are people who are very deep into that world who may be collectors yeah. or historians that maybe would have a different level of knowledge. Do you feel kind of like that objectivity of not being part of that world, even though your aunt was, did that give you some sort of kind of uh, level up on being able to tell the story from that? Do you feel like that helped? And if so, how? I think it helped me be open to possibilities. I, in the film, um, I use a very strong word, um, hate. I feel like um, hate is a very strong word. And what I came away with is, you know, when using such language um, that is strong as that like word, um, sometimes that just comes from not understanding, right? So I came from a place, this place of my disdain, my hate for dolls to try to understand, you know? I was like, okay, this is how I feel about it, but maybe there's something I'm missing here and there's something that I don't understand because my aunt, has such such a fondness for them, and once you know, I I sat down with her, and that's one of the many things. It's it's such a kind of like nuanced and layered um, story where I always say my aunt is kind of like the key and Black Barbie is the door in which we walk in to talk about these broader themes, right? And wasn't lost on me was that intergenerational conversation. You know, my aunt is twice my age and, you know, seeing how she lived history, the history that I've read in books and then history that I've not read in books because our gaze in history is usually not, it's erased and is not included 
in texts. And so to hear her, you know, talk about her lived experience and why, you know, the lack of Black dolls was what prompted her fondness of them gave me a better understanding of the purpose that dolls can serve. And so, yeah, if you hate something, try to understand it. And that was what I set out to do on my filmmaking journey. You know, I kind of, like I'd said earlier to you before, I, I really enjoyed, you know, the 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 historical act, aspects of of looking at the doll itself and the company and and how it was making those attempts to, you know, be more inclusive, more progressive. But what I really liked is kind of, like you said before, that kind of lens of of seeing it through culture and and how it affects, you know, your main audience for dolls like this, which would be children. Um, one of the things that you look at is that Clark and Clark doll test that was yeah. really in, incredibly influential and was something I think that like I'd, I'd heard about in passing, but I didn't understand until the film where you brought it up. And in the third act of your film, you do something that is similar to that as well, which I thought mm -hmm. really kind of drove the poem home and also made it not necessarily something that's just reflecting on the past, but something that is continually evolving and should always be evolving. Uh, let us know how important it was for you and where you kind of thought like we should look at doing this Clark and Clark kind of idea today with the film. And and maybe did you get what you you were hoping to get out of it? Because I felt like there were some surprising moments, too, in that. I think it's funny because 12 years in the making, so pretty much 10 years of development and fundraising and doing the research. And um, I had known about the Clark test of course, but again, it wasn't something that I'd done any extensive research on. And so just doing a deep dive into it and, you know, seeing that it had been, you know, done throughout the course of history, I was curious, again, what it would mean for our kids just like today. I want to say the last time I saw that something, um, Soledad O'Brien, CNN did something, I think, in 2010 with, with Margaret Bill Spencer, who I had the opportunity to, to have a conversation, um, a couple of conversations with um, just to kind of get a even broader historical social lens point of view of it from today. Right. And she, in talking with her, gave me the idea in the sense of not necessarily recreating the doll test just with Barbies, but to really like rethink it. And then, you know, sitting down with um, Dr. Amira Safir, who is the academic, the researcher who really put the entire study together for our film, um, saying we should talk to these kids of these groups and we should do them do it in threes and here are the questions you know and as she says in the film we use it as inspiration and there were a lot of surprises there were a lot of surprises and in good ways I thought just fantastic and I'm, I'm I want to I'm like I don't want to give spoilers I no, want no, to yeah. actually go see it and then there's a point though like I'll say it felt like the kids had were building upon this really solid foundation of identity, even though they didn't necessarily have the words to 
communicate that. And I feel like that's a running theme as you talk to, to the adults about how they felt as kids. They were like, well, I didn't have the words then to express what I felt. But now that I'm adult, this is how I felt about it. Um, I do have the words. Um, and then with the kids, we have researchers. That was another component of it who watched the kids um, and then gave commentary. And, oh, this is what it means when they say this. And they're like, well, they are talking about race. They are talking about these things, but they don't have the language in which to talk about these, how they're feeling about it. It feels like base is really, the foundational base is really strong, but then towards the end when we get to talking more about the all of the Barbie verse in the media, you, I see where the, the cracks are starting to come in, right? And so I think it would be interesting to revisit with the kids 10, 15, 20 years from now, and they'll be adults and they would have the language and to see how much of that foundation was still intact and in place. Another element of the film that I thought was great is that a lot of times in documentaries would see that, well, there's got to be some sort of like connective tissue that brings together all these different interviews, sometimes in different places. And you're like, what are we going to have? Uh, maybe it'll be some level of animation. Maybe it'll be, uh, you know, photographs that kind of bring things together. And you do a lot of that as well. But I thought one of the beautiful parts that you have is clearly this more like puppetry as opposed to animation, yeah, right? Of, uh -huh. of like dolls, Mattel dolls, any kind of something like that, even if they're not directly Barbies, that add this element to the film where it kind of, you know, it, it harkens to that creative energy that children will have when they are playing with these dolls and they aren't simply just meant to be, uh, you know, tiny trophies like myself and many other people have in rooms all over the world. So talk to us a little bit about the logistics of those scenes. Uh, I know you kind of went through an uh, outside source to get some assistance with uh, animating that. So talk to us a little bit about how, why you chose to go that way as opposed to something a little bit more organic as opposed to going to something digital, which, you know, it would have been just as easy to kind of animate that stuff um, with, you know, people sitting on a computer. It's great, one, that all of the elements that from the earliest, very earliest stages, I knew I wanted to reimagine the doll test. I knew I wanted to play with Barbies and started to kind of like listen to my aunt's story and start to write out those scenes for those animated sequences. And so, you know, what's great is that we're able, the timeline came up um, a little later while we were in the edit. So that came, and I would always say we're going somewhere. We're going from the past, present, future, and each act should have a different, you, you know, like energy and feel to it. Um, and you can see the the archival footage going from black and white to the color. Like, so I was just like, we're going somewhere. We're moving through time. And I was like, oh, the best way to do that is to include a timeline. <laughs> um, great. Let's, let's figure this out. And so with the animation, that was supposed to be something that was supposed to evolve as well. But, you know, we only have so much budget and animation is very expensive. So at first it was supposed to be stop motion animation and stop motion is very expensive and it's very um, like you have to edit before you start it. So when you get it, it's just a clip that you drop in. There's all the editing is done then. 
Um, then I did want more of a 2D kind of what we saw in the Barbie blog evolution to that animation. But again, money. So um, we met with um, Bonco in Los Angeles, who presented us with this idea of puppet animation. You know, it just made sense to kind of build out the sets and, you know, puppet the and what was great about what I really, really liked about this idea is um, as a writer director, I'm mostly this is my first um, documentary used to, you know, blocking with actors and like so this was like that and editing the footage was like exactly like that we didn't get a clip we if we wanted to we could cut back for a reaction shot of black barbie like what the 40th anniversary barbie is who you know like we could really play with the footage we we got so it was like black barbie here's your one here's your two let's hope that you know her arm doesn't fall off or something you know <laughs> it was great to go ahead and just move in that direction. And when we got to the future, like act three, we kind of, it's kind of in a futuristic kind of space where the three iterations of Black Barbies are watching the kids play with the Barbies. It's kind of um, futuristic. It's It turns it on its head where it's usually people looking at the kids playing with the Barbies and test, you know, testing out like how they're playing with them. And if they're, you know, and I'm like, wouldn't that be something to the, the Barbies watching the kids play with them? Lots of meta moments in, in the, in the film. So, yeah. Well, the film is fantastic. I encourage people to definitely go check it out. And if you don't get a chance to seek it out at the Metro cinemas part of Northwest Fest on May 6th at 2.15 p.m. Uh, I'm sure there'll be other ways to find it. Uh, Legeria, do you want to let people know if they happen to be listening to this at a, at a different time? Possibly, what are some other ways to connect with the film, uh, maybe through social media or website? Um, yes, we do have a website that I need to update, which I was going to take this week. Um, to try to do that well, <laughs> downtime. This is the thing. This is so <laughs> early in the film's journey, too. It really right? is. Like, it you, is. That's the cool thing. You'll people, you will be able to see this very early, and you'll be, you'll have the inside tips. You know, yes. of like how great this is, and other people will just be illuminated to it. So, yeah, yeah, because we literally just had our world premiere at South by in March. Mm -hmm. And um, we had our international premiere at Hot Docs yesterday. So we're just getting started on our festival circuit. And um, it's coming to a festival near you. And hopefully to some theater, streaming platform, all the things um, at some point um, at, in its journey will find a home. Um, and you can watch it. For the, from the comfort of your home but hopefully you'll be able to experience on the big screen as well because it's delightful you know and that's the best thing i think that people undervalue about festivals like this like or south by southwest or hot docs or northwest mm -hmm. fest is, uh or cuff where you also screen too, down south right. to our neighbors it's just yeah. that opportunity it gives you to see um, films that are we think everything is accessible now and it's not so it's important to go see films like this 
uh, ahead of time, not only to support local festivals, but also because, you know, you kind of, you get to see it early, right? And you get to experience it early. And, you know, what I am keen on saying is, you know, it takes a village to make a film. And, you know, at the end of the film, I was like, I assembled an amazing team, you know? In the audience, if I'm there, you know, I'm usually like, welcome to Team Black Barbie, because now a lot of the powers in your hands were showing, you know, the people that people really want to see it. Um, And people are actively engaged. The audience is actively engaged when they watch it. They're laughing, they're crying, they're on an emotional journey. And I'm like, yeah, go see it. Welcome to Team Black Barbie. Um, I encourage you to um, feel free to hit me up on which people have and it's great and I get back to them on IG um, Legeria Davis or hashtag Black Barbie film or hashtag Black Barbie doc we have um, a website blackbarbiefilm.com Facebook we're there Twitter we're there Um, and so yeah come seek us out and on one of those platforms until I get the website updated, um, um, you'll be seeing um, posts about hot dogs, cuff, north, um, west, fast, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> I'll post a story um, and yeah. the festival as well will be posting. Um, so great. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. You're busy. And that's that's a legitimate thing. So that's good. It's with the film. Uh, Legeria Davis has been our guest today. We've been talking about the documentary Black Barbie. Of course, as I've said before, you can see it as part of Northwest Fest at the Metro Cinema on Saturday, May 6th at 2.15 p.m. Uh, Legeria, thank you so much for your time talking to us today. Uh, and also, thank you so much for the film. Hey, thank you so much for watching and for inviting me to be on your show. Um, it's always just so amazing to talk with people about it and hear their thoughts as well. And yeah, go see it. Tell me what you think. <laughs>